This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. back patents do uh welcome to it uh you know what a big surprise uh donald trump is back on fox news no yeah. he said he wasn't going on yeah he wasn't going to do it future and uh and i don't think they wanted anything to do with him all of a sudden that lasted about uh six minutes it's definitely not a good relationship for both sides it, um, no definitely no, not. not no uh, because you just you know uh, it's a really good idea for Donald Trump to continue to, you know, basically uh, pee all over the only th- this show or, uh, uh, excuse me, network that would possibly give him any p- positive coverage. And then on the other side, it's a good idea for Fox to be in a battle with Donald Trump when he gets them all the ratings. All right. It seems like maybe that's uh, what, what healed this. <coughs> you think? Call me a cynic. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you're a cynic. Thank you. That's what I asked for. Uh, but you're probably right, <laughs> is okay. the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here he was back on the last night. He was on the O'Reilly Factor. It's kind of interesting. We just talked to O'Reilly the other day on radio and uh, asked him about this. And he was kind of evasive about it. Ah, Trump, I had nothing to do with that. That's between the management and him. I've known him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, he was on again last night. Here's what happened. Am I fair to say that in order for you to win the Republican nomination, that you're going to have to change your style and be a bit kinder and more mature? Is that a fair question? 
Well, I think it's fair. I think the word mature is not appropriate, but I think it's certainly fair. I think that, you know, as you know, I'm leading every poll and most polls I'm leading very big in New Hampshire, in uh, Iowa. If you look at what just came down South Carolina, the polls all number one. So I can't be doing so badly, Bill, but it's not going to be a question of nice. I think I'm a nice person. I have great relationships. You know me well. I help people. I love people. But it's not going to be a question of that. It's going to be a question of competence. You have the highest unfavorables in the polls. All right. More people don't like you than any other candidate. Is it fair to ask you why you think that is? Is it fair? Well, I also have the highest positives in the poll. Yeah, That's why like I'm leading Howard every Cosell. poll. Remember so it's, it's a combination. Yeah, it's like Howard yeah, I Cosell. Guess, you know. No, you don't. I think you, you, you can see this. I've done very well over the last number of months in terms of getting the unfavorables much better. Yeah, I think when people see me, when they about. see I want to make America great again, they all of a sudden say, you know, we really like him. No, I think it's the opposite. I think when people see him and when people listen to him, I think it's the exact opposite. They find out what an immature uh, buffoon he is. And uh, I mean that it's an interesting tactic by O'Reilly to continue to ask him with every question. Is it fair to ask you? Because everything to Donald Trump is unfair. Mm -hmm. That's an unfair question. They, that, they treated me unfairly. Everybody's unfair. Fox News is unfair. Megyn Kelly was unfair. It's unfair. Anything unflattering. If you don't fall all over him and talk about how special, luxurious and and brilliant and phenomenal he is you're unfair and it was nice of him to show up uh, on video for o'reilly yeah how about least. that i mean it, he didn't come to the actual no he studios. still stayed at the plaza no. he's still at his own building which is yeah. uh, what 12 blocks away from the studios <laughs> yeah. he's still in his own building uh, it's never i mean it's never happened before uh, never never has any news organization bent over as much as they have and for this every guy. single one does mm -hmm. I, I guess it's a ratings deal. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, I mean, I think because obviously, like, it, while he's way too liberal for uh, any conservative to like, uh, he's too crazy for liberals to like too. There's, it's not like they're promoting him or excited about mm -hmm. his candidacy. They just know that the guy pulls in ratings, and he does. At least as you mm -hmm. compare him to, you know, to other candidates. I mean, he always used to brag about him having the biggest show on television when he never had the biggest show on television. <laughs> he always used to say the Apprentice is the biggest numbers in the world. No, it actually doesn't. It's, it's, it does well. He called it record-breaking yeah, numbers. Yeah, no, it was, it was decent. It, it was a good it, it show. Was a, I think it was a, t was it a top ten show. It uh, might have been top ten. Maybe. It was maybe. never number one, so, in some to my seasons, knowledge. It may have been top ten. Certainly others it wasn't. But whatever. I mean, it doesn't look, yeah. you know, this is what he does. He lies to you and we all accept it. That's part of his charm. Why that's charming in a presidential election, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, uh, it's not, I don't it's find not charming. It charming. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, meanwhile, Bill Clinton has defended Hillary's low favorability. Everybody's uh, being asked, I guess, about low favorability. Here's what happened on uh, CNN with Aaron Burnett. When we look at what's going on in the world, when we look at the job that Hillary did as Secretary of State, she goes down as perhaps the worst Secretary of State in history. And when I run against her evenly in the polls, I'm doing very well against Hillary and no. beating her. The thing about branding is you don't have to be, you can be fact-free. <laughs> and uh, I think... <laughs> so... If I were in, sitting in your chair, and you were sitting here, and you wanted to run for office. And I had four or five months to make sure nothing but the opposition's negative claims on you were run. 
and I presume your guilt with every question, and I beat up on you. You think I could run your favorables down? You know you could. So yeah, I'm. Oh, good. Oh, uh, Burnett. Oh, oh my God. She is tough. a. She is that's a. Tough. Uh, that was brutal. That uh, was a brutal uh, interview. It was right almost there. too harsh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Bill Clinton yeah. fan, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, she is terrible. Are we still gonna make out after this? Oh. <laughs> She's horrible, but he's good. He's good. I love Bill. Yeah, well, and by the I way, I, you know, it, again, it's good. very difficult to have a guy like Donald Trump in, in the race because it makes everybody else look good. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, he, his unfavorables, uh, first of all, he's not beating Hillary Clinton. He's losing by 10 points to Hillary Clinton more than any other Republican. Um, that's the latest poll that just came out. Uh, he's losing to Joe Biden by 21 points in that poll. He's losing by 16 to freaking Bernie Sanders. Now, the idea that it's some unfair thing that uh, the negatives of your campaign are highlighted and the fact that Aaron Burnett sits there and acts as if it's an OK situation to go, yeah, well, I guess that is what we do. We bring up only the negatives and assume guilt with every question. When like, what should have been said is, Bill, come on, you know, that's not that, that's not what's been happening. No. I mean, you know, that's not what the media, the liberal media. <clears throat> is doing nothing but negative stories, fact-free negative stories on Hillary? Come on. And, Come on, Bill. And when, when you're most <clears throat> famous for lying, you don't get to accuse others of being fact-free. Yeah, that's for sure. You're actually <clears throat> known for being a big, fat liar. That's your main, <clears throat> the main thing you're known for. One of the greatest lies I've ever seen, probably the greatest lie I've ever seen, came from him. Wait, I, I did not, when he looked right into the camera, mm -hmm. I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I did not lie, not once, not ever. Um, I mean, it was so convincing. Mm -hmm. It was it was like, okay, well, he's got to be telling the truth, right? I, I, I believed it. <clears throat> I legitimately believed it. I know, this so. is, what, 1998? Yeah. Right? 97, 98, um, in there somewhere. Yeah, I actually believed it. I, I was, and not because I thought he was a trustworthy guy. It was just that there's no <clears throat> way this guy's going to do this if he knows yeah. he's guilty. How do you get around that? Yeah, that's all, it, was, it was just like you just figured he set <coughs> such a ridiculous <clears throat> standard for himself that he would not. You don't look right into the camera. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Walensky. Mm -hmm. I never told anyone to lie. Not a single time ever. And it's like he was so strong about it. You just mm -hmm. thought he, not because he's a trustworthy guy. You just assume, OK, he's not going <clears> to. <throat> Put himself in that much danger, mm -hmm. and then of course, you know, right he afterwards did. he did. I mean, he did. You know, and then he just he did. changed the definition of what is is and what has what having sex is. Uh, it's pretty amazing, mm -hmm. pretty amazing to the extent where years later they were asking twelve-year-olds who had grown up during that time uh, if oral sex was sex, and I think it was seventy-five to eighty percent of them said no. Mm -hmm. Oh well, they learned it from the president. It's not so. Uh, meanwhile, Rand Paul has taken a jab at Ted Cruz. Yeah. This is what we kind of hoped would would not be happening, and, and here it is. Uh, during a Fox News radio interview, he offered his perspective on why he thinks the Texas senator struggles to pass legislation. Ted has chosen to make this really personal and chosen to call people dishonest in leadership and call them names, which really goes against the decorum and also yeah. against the rules of the Senate. And as a consequence, he can't get anything done legislatively that is uh, yeah. a really unfortunate statement yeah, no i thanks. mean ted cruz is telling the truth about people and and i think it's refreshing and i i want to i want to hear him call people out mm -hmm. 
Uh, he is one of the few trustworthy people in office. And yeah, this is, uh, I mean, look, I, it, we're probably hitting that point where Rand Paul is kind of getting to the desperate, desperate side. Desperate, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's sad because he's a good candidate and he's got some good plans for America. And I think he'd make really positive changes in the country if, if he were to be elected president. But to come out and, and do this nonsense where decorum, really, that's what we're going to talk about. Our, our country's burning to the ground and we're going to talk decorum. about decorum. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what to, it's just so inexplicably stupid to come out here and tell us that we're supposed to go and care about people calling each other names. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, you know, Rand Paul has been going back and forth with Donald Trump. And believe me, Donald Trump deserves every bit of it. But it's like mm-hmm. it's not like Rand Paul never criticizes another Republican. The idea that you're not allowed to criticize them when you're standing in a certain room. Mm-hmm. Really, is that where we are? Is, is the country so pathetically unimportant to, Amer- to, to, to our uh, government that... What we're going to get all fired up on is, oh, well, yeah, we want to do the right thing, but we can't do the right thing if someone calls someone names in this room. We can call them names in another room, but not in this room. Mm-hmm. That's sacrosanct. Screw off. I mean, that's just stupid. It is. You know, it's just, it's just dumb. And, I, you know, I, I hopefully, you know, this is just one interview where he was asked a question and, you know, I don't know, went off yeah, the rails went further. He's pretty much done for, according to Rand. And stifled, and it's really because of personal relationships or lack of personal re- relationships, yeah, it's exactly and it's a problem. What, that's exactly what's wrong with the country. Yeah, the fact that we're relying on personal relationships instead of what's good for the country. Don't tell me personal relationships are more important than what's right. I mean, it's it's stupid. And the bottom line is, his personal relationship with Mitch McConnell keeps getting in the way. It's why he's at two percent, and it's why he's out there criticizing Ted Cruz now. It's really, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I think he'd be a good president if he were to be elected, um, but this is not going to get him there. No, this has really reminded me why I didn't like him that much in yeah. the first place. Um, yeah. Trey Gowdy's 10-word response to suggestions he'd be drafted as next majority leader. Um, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is with these guys. None of them will have anything to do with the job. He said, I'm staying on the Benghazi committee, period, exclamation point. 100% I am staying on the Benghazi committee. Ah, okay. I mean, I, that's right. fine. I, I, I don't does. know that Trey Gowdy would necessarily be a good speaker, to be I, perfectly I, I honest. I don't know either. And, I, I, and maybe none of them would. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Gowdy is one of those guys who I think he's good in those hearings. But outside of that, like, I yeah. I, I haven't necessarily seen tons from him. I'm not him sure his FreedomWorks rating, for instance, is that high. I don't, I don't know off the top we, of my we'd head. Have, we'd have to look. Yeah. But, um, you know, the guys you normally think of, and we think of them because of those committee hearings. Yeah. Uh, and it's Trey Gowdy. It's Jim Jordan. Those guys, and, and none of them are interested. They, they won't do anything else. Uh, and the only time you ever see them is on one of these committee hearings. That's about it. And you never hear them sound off on anything else. Where's Trey, Trey Gotti and Jim Jordan on Planned Parenthood? Where are they? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where the conservatives are. I don't, I don't know why none of them can stand up. There's a Texas contingency that's huge, and they're all really good guys. Uh, I, I know a lot of them from Houston, and none of them seem to step up at this particular time point either. And maybe it's because they think they don't have the support. Uh, but somebody doesn't somebody have to take a chance? Yeah, I mean, you, and you pointed this out on Facebook uh, as well uh, the other mm-hmm. day on your brand new Facebook page, by the way. But yeah, it, you know, you. you're welcome. You. Um, but it's it's one of those things where there's been this criticism of the Tea Party the whole time, which is, hey, you guys are just saying no. And you don't want what's going on, but you got nothing to replace it. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it's been really unfair. In this case, seems to be fair. 
Yeah, you know, you totally could sit true. here and, and complain totally about uh, about John Boehner all you want, yeah. but where is this plan? Right. None of the people they didn't because I can one. have I can come up with thirty plans. Thirty people I think would be good speakers yeah. if we if we wanted to. Um, but uh, the issue is none of them want to do it. So uh, you know, I mean, Daniel Webster is seemingly the only hope who's got a much he's got like a sixty something percent Freedom Works score. Now Boehner probably had twenty percent, but still. You know, I mean, and, you know, Gowdy, by the way, 91% lifetime, which is pretty good. It's That's not pretty dang good. It's not unbelievable, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. good. I mean, 91% is 60% is Webster's. Uh, let me give you the exact uh, number here. It's not, it's not And we were told, bad. we were told the other day by uh, Massey from Kentucky. Well, his, his score, if you look at it, isn't going to be as yep. high as mine, for instance. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but he's promised to restore order. Really? That's what we have to look forward to? He's going to restore order? I, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, uh, Freedom Works scores 64% for Daniel Webster. So, I mean, he's got a little ways to work. Yeah. 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 Including he's got room his, for improvement. Now, that for includes sure. his banner year of 2012, where he got 35% from Freedom Works. Oh, man. Um, he's usually oh, in the man. 70s, uh, 60s or 70s, but he did get 35% one year, which is horrific. But again, it's that, this is not us. It's not like we don't have options here. I can maybe not only probably 30 uh, congressmen, but then we can go outside. We can bring Alan Weston. We can bring in a bunch of other people to come in and uh, be Speaker of the House. We can bring Jim DeMint back from the Senate. Let him be Speaker of the House. I can give you a lot of names Mm -hmm. who I think. The problem is none of these people actually volunteer for the job. And when they all say in advance, well, we got to do what's right for the country. We've got to do what's right for the country. And when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, well, it would be too hard. My job will be affected. I'll lose in a committee assignment or whatever the excuse is. I mean, you know, we, we were kind of giving Thomas Massey a, a hard time. But here's a guy who went to MIT. He's really smart. He's re- well-spoken. He's got a great rating. It's 198% from Freedom Works. Why not him? Because not? he's only been there for a couple of years. So what? Right. I mean, you let, then let them vote you down. But the yes. pro- I mean, I guess they, they just see like they don't think they have a chance. And it's if you don't have a chance, what's the point? What is the point? It's like at least Boehner had the negative sort of like uh, association tied to him. It took a long time to get people to understand Boehner wasn't good mm-hmm. for conservatives. Mm-hmm. took a long time. Now he leaves. McCarthy comes in with a clean slate. And he's, it's going to take us now another six years to get anyone to understand that he's not that great. Mm-hmm. And where, what have we done? We've actually gone backwards. You have to, I mean, how is there not a plan here? I don't know. It is infuriating. I don't know. Let me just say, though, if nominated, I will run. If elected, I will serve as Speaker of the House. Okay. I'll do it. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah, I'm not doing the show with Jeffy, so. Well, no, I'm going to do them both. I'm going to do them both. You're going to have to figure out a way to. Is there Skype? I think we can Skype. Okay, we'll Skype him in. Uh, We'll Skype. We'll We'll Skype him in. Actually, why don't we Skype Jeffy in every day? All right. We could Skype Jeffy. You could just be at home or something, you know? Or maybe start Somewhere. serving that uh, suspended maybe, sentence. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, Amber doesn't. Oh, we're getting word. Am- Amber's saying no to that plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that, Jeff. No oh, problem. Well. Yeah. I That's didn't really right. want to bring it up, but yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. She does not like you. Yeah. Do you blame her? <laughs> uh, so we have a uh, new uh, offer for you this half hour. Uh, brought to you by uh, My Patriot Supply. Uh, you might have uh, some things you're worried about in the country. might be uh, thinking, hey, uh, we can't even get our side to come up with a good person to run for Speaker of the House, let alone to win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's a problem, isn't it? You might have uh, some concerns like that. Yeah. And maybe when you realize that uh, we're kind of screwed 
mm -hmm. you want to get prepared. Yeah, and you know, every we, I think we all want to be prepared. It's just getting that first your foot in the door of preparation. And times are tough. Getting uh, prepared on a budget is it, it can really be a challenge. But that's why this is such a great offer. Yeah, my Patriot Supply has a really cool deal they're doing right now. $99 is going to get you, I don't know, four full weeks of food. That's amazing. Now, $99, look, it's, not, it's, it's money. But it's, is it a lot of money for four weeks of food? The answer to that no. obviously is no. And really, you get, you know, because we've been talking about the 72-hour uh, kit, which is a great thing. You know, they, I, I don't know. You know I mean, I know they still have it available. I don't know what the pricing is at the moment. But it's still a great thing to have, and it's a great first step. Mm -hmm. This is really your, you're now, you're set for most things that could happen. Now, mm -hmm. look, Walking Dead situation. You're not quite covered for that at a moment. Uh, nobody's covered um, for that. Nobody's covered for that, which is why the show is kind of interesting. No one's covered for that. That's kind of why people yeah. like the show. But, uh, you know, for, for pretty much every normal human interaction that you can mm -hmm. possibly have, uh, four, you know, four weeks of food is a lot. Yeah. Uh, and for $99, you pay it one time. You never have to worry about it again. You don't have to be thinking about, you know, you need to refresh the food every few months. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is, uh, you know, hey. You put it you put it in storage, and then when you need it, you have it. So a four-week supply. You're, you're set for everything short of a zombie apocalypse. It's awesome. 888-893-9140. Call it right now. 888-893-9140. Limit two per household. For a four-week supply, 50% off plus free shipping. So call right now. 888-893-9140. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Oh, there we go. Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that adorable? Oh. That is, uh, I just posted that on my Facebook page last night. It's uh, me and Glenn from, I don't know, 1990, maybe. Well, that's not from yesterday? Uh, no, it looks like pick. it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it look like yesterday? It I does. will say, Glenn looks a lot different. You do not look that much different. No, you do not. Uh, you, that's because I looked like up. I was 74 when I was 28. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, maybe it's that. Yeah. I was going to say you why. held up, but maybe yeah. it's the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. Um, I just look Glenn, really bad. Glenn, however. Glenn's changed a tad. Um, you know, less hair and more gray. And a little bit rounder, but so am I on that on that score. So, so like we're all getting round. There's no yeah. that's that's no, that's expected. Yeah, um, Jeffy, do you want to comment? People call you beach ball. That's how round you are. They call <laughs> they you do? beach ball. Yeah. Oh, they're not saying that to your. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, never hmm. mind. I never. Okay. <laughs> so Car uh, Carly Fiorina is running for president as well. What? She. Uh, when did on, that start? Oh my gosh, I think. Huh. But someone sent me by the way a clip of. Um, CSI or NYPD Blue or one of those types of shows from 2002. 
mm -hmm. and they're talking about Carly Fiorina in it. Oh, really? Like praising her about being like a great leader, CEO, woman. I was like, that's what that wouldn't happen today. Now, no now, way. now that she's running for president, no that, way. Uh, that that charm uh -huh. is uh, is gone. Kind yeah. of interesting. We should actually find that clip because it was weird to see it. You know, because it's like a dad talking to his daughter about. Um, how to get ahead in business. You're like, let me tell you, have you heard about Carly Fiorina? She's running HP. And, and she's like, oh, my dad is always trying to get me interested in, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or something. You know, it's like mm -hmm. one of those type of exchanges where they just like are trying to reference something current. So, you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she was actually mentioned. It was kind of interesting. That's great. She was also mentioned last night on the Glenn Beck program. Mm -hmm. In fact, she was mentioned so much, she actually appeared. Like a Beetlejuice situation. Oh, wow. Yeah, they said her name three times, and then she was on the couch. Okay. And she did an hour-long interview. It's uh, worth watching, for sure. Um, here is a clip about uh, why she is conservative. Watch. How do you take a, um, a country that is this disillusioned that, you know, kids now who are going to start voting here in the next election have no recollection of 9-11 or the world prior to 9-11... How do you get them to be involved and see that it doesn't have to be this way? Because I know it doesn't have to be this way, and I'm about to give up. I'm, I look at it and go, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, we're doomed. No, we're not doomed, but we are at a pivotal point. So first, I think we have to reintroduce what conservatism actually is to people. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I was asked, I went on The View several months ago. Not My exactly a Republican primary audience, <laughs> yeah, you know. No. But I think it's actually important that we talk to people who don't know yes. they agree with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I got asked a question in the middle of that show. I was having quite a good time, actually. Why are you a conservative? It's the right question. It's the one we have to answer to win. It's also the one we have to answer to restore this nation. And I said, because I know... No one of us is any better than any other one of us. Each of us are gifted by God. All of us have potential, usually far more than we realize. And every one of us has the capacity to live a life of dignity and purpose and meaning. And I know our values and our principles and our policies work better to lift people up. Progressives do not believe this. They believe some are smarter than others. Some are better than others. Some are gonna have to take care of others. We must make that contrast clear. Good golly, she's good. That's what a great explanation of conservatism for the, especially on a show like The View, where they're thinking conservatism means you're a racist right. uh, hater who uh, wants nothing to do with anybody who's Muslim, all of that kind of stuff. You're just some uh, white fat hick. Uh, you know, you look like Jeffy. All of us, uh, all of us look and sound like Jeffy. What a brilliant explanation of of where we're coming from. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Here she uh, talks about her biggest red line. When Ted Cruz, a lot of people have pointed this out. When Ted Cruz, um, who didn't shut the government down. Um, when that happened, he said, uh, you said, everyone could see this train wreck coming. I actually feel bad for John Boehner. And I think Ted Cruz and President Obama's shutdown, I think Ted Cruz's tactics were wrong. There's no honor charging a hill that you know you can't take, only casualties. Although Ted Cruz may have gotten name recognition and money along the way. President Obama wanted the shutdown, and Ted Cruz played right into his hands. You felt bad for 
John Boehner. Well, I stand by that statement, and you know why? By the way, we all want to repeal Obamacare. But here's what was different then. We didn't have a majority. We did not have a majority. Is the second t- thing that was different is Obamacare is President Obama's signature piece of legislation. There is no way. On the other hand, think about where we are now. Planned Parenthood is $600 million. It is an abomination what is going on in Planned Parenthood, and they cannot and will you not deny it. you the government down over that? Yes, I would, and I would force President Obama to explain why he is willing over $600 million to permit taxpayer funding of the butchery of babies. When times and circumstances change, tactics can change, and... This is a very different kind of fight. Tell me, tell me of the things that, because I saw you um, in the debate, and there were times, and it's what I think America likes about you, it's what I like about you, there was honest fire in your belly. When you talked about Planned Parenthood, I could, I could hear it from down here. You had fire in your belly. Tell me the things that make your blood boil that say, this is a red line for me, and I don't care what capital I have to spend. I don't care what you say about me. Shut the government down. Whatever. That's fine. This is my red line. Can you give me a few of those? I'll tell you what my biggest red line is. My biggest red line is when people decide that others do not have gifts or potential. Every human life is filled with potential and many God-given gifts. My own life is proof of that, and millions of lives I have seen all over this world are proof of that. This country is utterly unique on the planet and in all of human history because this is the only place where an individual's right and potential is sacrosanct. And what we are doing is destroying that core principle in every conceivable way. We destroy it when progressives say, you're poor, you can't learn, never mind. We destroy it when we tangle people's lives up in webs of dependence. And we destroy it when politicians and their political consultants say, people are too stupid to understand it, so just give them a soundbite or two, and then we'll go off and do what we want anyway. It enrages me, and it is going on all the time now. When we crush an individual's potential and opportunity, we not only extinguish their hope, but we are destroying what makes this nation utterly unique in human history. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is, it's an interesting interview, and we picked a couple of uh, really interesting parts of it, I think. Um, uh, when I say we, we had nothing to do with it. Um, but, uh, I mean, we as a show picked mm-hmm. interesting clips here. This one was one I wanted to talk about. Um, we never, I don't think we ever got a chance to actually hit it on radio. Maybe we'll, we can do it tomorrow. Um, her answer on the Ted Cruz thing is, to me, one of the more important parts of the interview, um, you know, when you're reading between the lines. And she gives two, uh, two answers. One is, you know, hey, Ted, uh, you know, we can't, there's no honor in taking a, uh, trying to take a hill that you can't take. In other words, fighting a fight that you know you're going to lose, there's no honor in that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Ted Cruz couldn't have won. This is uh, Obamacare is his signature legislation. And, I mean, it was a, it was a waste of time. Um, so that is point one that she made. The next one was, uh, would you do it on Planned Parenthood? Would you shut the government down? Absolutely. It's very important. 
Both of those points are completely legitimate ways of thinking. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who did think it was stupid to take uh, to do what Ted Cruz did, and there's a lot of people who would disagree with what she's talking about with Planned Parenthood. The issue here is that those two points of view don't make sense together. Those two points of view make sense with two different people holding them. Those two points don't make sense when the same person holds them. Um, she's seemingly, like, it, it's like Obamacare is his signature uh, legislation, therefore he's never going to let it get uh, defunded. Absolutely, you're probably right on that. Uh, you know what, to me it's worth putting in his face and making him veto it, but okay, yes, you're probably right on that. However, the same thing same applies to freaking abortion, abortion and Planned Parenthood. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way liberals are going to fold to that and allow you to get... get <laughs> it's absolutely true. So if you're going to shut it down over one... Mm -hmm. um, and, and the, it's, Now, if you want to say, look, Obamacare is not nearly as important an issue uh, as abortion, then you can, you can get away with that maybe. Uh, but she didn't say that. She just, you know, and, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm forced with Carly Fiorina to read between the lines to really give her to give her any trouble because she's good i mean mm -hmm. her, her answer to what is your red line that glenn asked there was really generic right it, but it was well worded she's smart she doesn't ruin her campaign with bad answers she just you know okay that one was a little bit like glenn's looking for okay abortion i will i will shut the government down every time over abortion that's my red line and what she said was i don't like when people don't have potential or people don't believe that others have potential or gifts I mean, like, that doesn't ruin your campaign. It's just not really what he was looking for there. Um, but, you know, you, to, to talk about it like this, you have to be hypercritical. I mean, she really actually was good through 90% of the interview. Mm -hmm. That one answer with the Cruz thing bothers me because it, to me, um, uh, indicates uh, something I don't like. You know, like, if you, if you disagree with Ted Cruz on one issue, I don't care. That's fine. If you disagree with him on... Uh, mm -hmm. tactics, that's fine. I don't understand that paired with their Planned Parenthood position, though. If you're going to shut down the government over, you know, uh, something you think is important, you could say, well, you know what, Ted Cruz, look, I I'm totally support his tactics. He's completely right. Uh, when you shut down on something in principle, uh, you, you absolutely will shut the government down. However, I didn't think that that rose to that level. That's a fair way to talk about it. But this, what she's saying is, Obamacare is really, really bad. It's horrible. But we couldn't win that one, so it wasn't worth trying. With Planned Parenthood, I would do it, though. It's like, well, Obama's going to veto anything with Planned Parenthood as well, just as much as he's going to play, uh, veto the uh, Obamacare style. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. I mean, this is one of the most central things to their philosophy. This incredible human right to kill other humans is so central to their ideology. There's no way they're abandoning it. Um, uh, you know, even I mean, we've video of people selling the body parts, and they're not abandoning it. It's almost religious, <clears throat> religious fervor for it them. Is. Yeah. It's, it's almost a religious right, abortion. I mean, look, um, it, it, which one's even worse? They won't drop a dime of funding from uh, Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. We have two presidential candidates on the Democratic side that are fighting for vetoes or, or repeals of the Cadillac tax that is part of Ob Obamacare. Both Sanders and Hillary Clinton have come out and said, we don't like this giant part of Obamacare. They're both running on that. Uh, you know, it seems like, uh, but we can't drop a dime of funding from Planned Parenthood. No. I, mean, I would say that it would be much more difficult to get them to do that than repeal Obamacare. It's a sacred cow for them. Or at least they, big they, part, parts yeah, of it. Yeah. They don't want to give anything. 888 back more Pat and Stu coming up.
Hi, and welcome back to Pat and Stu. That's this show that you're currently viewing. Also, Jeffy. Uh, hi. <laughs> God, you are one hell of an ambassador for the show, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> wow, you really are. He awful. really is. Um, so, uh, have you ever noticed, uh, this is something, uh, it's kind of like an Andy Rooney thing. Have you ever noticed noticed that the government isn't always helpful? (gasps) What? Yeah, like occasionally. I don't think I have. No? Uh -uh. Let me try to give you some examples. Mm. Uh, Everything they do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have noticed that. Okay, you have noticed that. It's weird. You don't think about it until you put it that way with all that detail. All things they try to accomplish. Yes. They can't get out of their own way or ours for that matter. Strange, yeah. Um, so we uh, we were looking into uh, another way they're screwing people on the wonderful world of students mm-hmm. past weekend, and uh, they did this thing where um, there's a there's a minor issue that gets uh, created when the government has uh, so much control over your life, mm-hmm. and when you depend on them to make sure that uh, your records are kept uh, carefully, mm-hmm. and that uh, they get to control pretty much you know, benefits and costs and uh, payments and also health care. And this is why we fight against these things. I don't want government involved in my health care, not only because I think it's wrong. I think it's morally wrong. I think it's, uh, it doesn't work. I don't think that uh, it's a, uh, a good way to improve uh, the health care that we have. But really kind of more than all of that is I don't want to be dependent on them for these things. Because when they screw up, it really screws you over. That are. And I, don't, I, you know, I want to be controlling my own life. That's kind of the central part of that. We talked about an example of uh, one woman uh, where it really went off the rails on The Wonderful World of Stew. Watch. Judy Rivers was a marketing and product development specialist with over 35 years of experience under her belt. She founded her own marketing firm and went on to receive awards for creativity and public relations, even winning the prestigious International Packaging of the Year Award. Judy had a flourishing company and was making six figures a year. Life was good for Judy until 2008. Judy's parents were facing the twilight of their lives and she left work to care for them full time, pouring her energy and finances into their care. When they passed, she thought she'd be able to retain her family property and home, but she was wrong. Judy lost her parents, her home, and her savings all at once. But she had no time to grieve. Judy had to start looking for living arrangements immediately. She completed application after application, each time applying further and further away from her hometown. She couldn't understand why she was being turned down from every apartment complex. For the first time in her life, Judy found herself homeless and with no prospects. She was forced to live in her car for months while she searched for any job that would have her. When she wasn't in the throes of depression and contemplating suicide, Again, nothing seemed to work out. Potential employers gave perplexing reasons like social security number could not be confirmed, identity could not be confirmed, and social security number inactive. Puzzled, she finally went to the social security office and requested a check on her records. The clerk looked concerned as she slowly showed Judy the report that read, social security number deactivated April 2008 due to death. Was it identity theft, credit issues, some disease she didn't know about? No, no. The government just pressed the wrong button. 
Every day, Social Security Administration employees mercilessly kill 33 Americans with their little pinkies. About 12,200 people a year are prematurely declared dead due to one simple keystroke error by our wonderful government. And it can happen to anyone at any time. No one with a Social Security number is safe. So how exactly does the government plot to kill you? With perhaps the most sinister-sounding Excel sheet of all time called The Death Master File. When you die, you're entered into this database, which prompts your Social Security number to be retired. Your personal information, name, address, Social Security number, is then distributed to virtually every financial database in the country. And since the death master file is conveniently in the public domain, any persistent criminal can steal your information to commit fraud. But as with most government-run programs, information entered into this masterful death master file is less than accurate. In 2011, the Office of the Inspector General conducted an audit of the death master file and found that from 2007 to 2010, 36,657 fully alive and functioning people had been added to the file, making them legally dead. In fact, since the death master file has existed, the Inspector General suspects that more than 500,000 Americans have been killed off on paper, a fate that is seemingly far, far worse than actually dying. Here's what happens to you when you are declared dead, according to the official handbook for the recently deceased. Your social security number is deactivated. Your government or pension plan benefits stop. Your disability benefits stop. Your Medicare or Medicaid coverage is denied. All your bank accounts, your 401k savings, your pension accounts, and credit and debit cards are frozen. You cannot open any new bank accounts or credit or debit cards. You can't continue to rent your apartment or house. Your driver's license will be terminated. And all kinds of identity theft will happen to you. It sounds pretty freaking awful. And it's not like you could just call up Social Security and explain that you're not dead and have it all fixed. Oh, no. The process of getting off the list is known as resurrection or undeading in the slang of agency workers. And it's not a quick fix. You better plan on being dead for months and prepare for the burden of having to prove that you are, in fact, alive. Hmm. Despite the obvious, of course. Judy Rivers spent five agonizing years of her life classified as dead by the government. But sometimes it pays to be dead, literally. The government just doesn't haphazardly think people are dead when they're really alive. It also thinks people are alive that are really dead. Earlier this year, the Office of the Inspector General released an audit report hilariously titled, Number Holders Age 112 or Older Who Did Not Have a Death Entry. The report found that approximately 6.5 million Social Security numbers age 112 or older were still considered alive and well, which is kind of weird because there have only been about 35 known individuals worldwide that have reached 112, at least in modern times. And a good chunk of those dead people were still being paid. In the past few years, Social Security paid at least $133 million to dead people. On top of that, Federal Employee Retirement System paid more than $400 million to dead retirees. They are taking money from people who are alive and giving it 
to people that are dead. That's our government. And the real nightmare is that sending our cash to the deceased isn't even close to the worst thing they do with our money. So to review, the government can declare you dead, and it's worse than a thousand deaths. Your tax dollars are going to skeletons who can't do anything with it. And all lives matter. All dead lives matter. about Judy. Uh, Judy, who was declared dead when she was uh, among the living, and still is, apparently. And, and uh, I think when that happens to you, and you spend the next five years of your life, part of it, homeless, yeah. and you can't get a job because of the government screw-up, they owe you some money. They owe you some money. Seems restitution. I, I, right? It does I mean, seem fair. When, uh, when, they, when it's their screw-up, there should be some kind of restitution. Because then it's like even more frustrating because then they screw up. They screw up somebody's live, mm-hmm. life. They give uh, the money from the live person to the dead person. Yeah. And then we it's not their money they'd be paying to her. It would be our money again right. going to her. So we're paying That's for their true. mistake, too. True. And it gets really, really frustrating. But yeah. I think you're right on this one. I mean, when, when they screw you over like that, they, they need to be responsible. And they never are. No, they're not. You know, I mean, you know, it's really frustrating. Imagine going through that. I mean, imagine basically having your life turned into Jeffy's life because of a mistake by the government. No, you know, where like I can't imagine it. I mean, that's terrible. I can't. Imagine, I mean, imagine going through your whole life it's living an upstanding as it's an upstanding citizen, and then all of a sudden you're, you're Jeffy. No, I can't imagine it. I refuse to try. I mean, first of all, you'd have to. I, I won't mean, even. Have to get, you have Does to that eat. mean I get reparations? No, you get. Nothing. I am no, fighting for it reparations. It was your fault. She, you know, she had some uh, difficult things going on in her life, yeah, obviously, she did. as well. And there, was, yeah. and there was a little bit of time there in that story where she was looking for places that where she didn't... I mean, at what point... It took quite a while for her to realize something else is the problem. Yeah, well, she was going through a lot, too. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that, you know... No, I know. It's okay, I know. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... You're right. I mean, ho- hopefully you'd be able to take... You know, hers was an extreme case, which is why we use it as the example and is why she actually testified in front of Congress about this. Um, but it, it happens... It's usually eight, nine months of, is, of time, which is still too, too freaking outrageous. long. Yeah. Because somebody freaking presses the wrong button and... And usually when they press the wrong button, it means they're doing both mistakes. They're keeping one person uh, alive who's actually dead and keeping, making one person dead who's actually alive. So the debt benefits of $6.5 million, who gets those? Like a relative? Is that where the money ends up? 6.5 million people, you mean? Yeah, 6.5 million people who are no. uh, dead that are still receiving benefits. Some of it, yeah. I don't think all 6.5 million are receiving benefits, but a lot of them are. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I, I guess it, it, it would be a crime. And this would be something like oh, yeah. Jeffy would do. To accept benefits to accept, that aren't oh, yours. Yeah, you're, not supposed, you're not supposed to accept those and cash those. You are not supposed to do that at all. Why do you uh, yeah, emphasize I'm the word supposed? I'm just saying you're not supposed to do that. That's, they mm. frowned upon that. How do you, yeah, they do. How do you know that they... They frown upon that. Right. They, they frown upon it or it's they, illegal? Well, something like that. I mean, they, they come to your house and... Uh-huh. They get, and? They, get, they get pretty mad. What do they do? <laughs> they get pretty mad. They get pretty mad. Yeah. They, they take they take people away. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You might want to keep that in mind. 
Seriously. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. All right, we got to talk about uh, the Planned Parenthood uh, testimony of Cecile Richards yesterday, the head of Planned oh, Parenthood. Yeah, it was agonizing. Yes, it Plus, was. the oh, Ford four hundred is out too. Uh, Donald Trump's on it, as you might expect. Yeah, we should go into the details okay. of that. Who's the richest person in the world? It's right. not Jeffy. I, I don't want to blow what? the segment. Wow. Uh, Jeffy did not top the list of the Forbes not 400 this year. This year. Not this year. I was knocked off this year. Very disappointing. I mean, when you say knocked off, it's kind of it insinuates wow. that you were on does at it? that point. Does it? Yeah, yeah it gives does. people the impression does. Yeah, that, wow. which we all know. I mean, you were probably on the list of the 400 worst people. Yeah, but uh, you're I'm still on that list, so most, you haven't been knocked off. Most yeah. overweight. Right, most, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, still a list. So, good for you. <laughs> Die another way on the other on the other open. I flick you off the table and then you die. We don't show you dying on that you one. Know, you guys could, you know, might change that. So uh, Forbes has their list out of the uh, top uh, 400 wealthiest Americans, uh, and I like these lists. Um, they are always interesting. Larry Page, uh, number 10, 33.3 billion dollars. Jim Walton, uh, 33.7 billion. Michael Bloomberg, uh, who is uh, in the douche Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when he says, hey, I've got $38.6 billion, he also has to deal with the fact that he's in the douche Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So that money doesn't really do him any good. Because, no, because he's so shamed. Because he's so shamed. So ashamed. Um, um, you know who's shot up this list is Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. That guy's gotten a lot wealthier than he was. He's number seven now at $40 billion. Yep, there he is, $40 billion. Uh, as you see, the Koch brothers uh, kind of tied at number five, $41 billion. I always find this, every year I find this interesting, and I've probably made this point every year on the show. But do the Koch brothers really have the exact same amount of money? <laughs> I understand they're brothers, but like they don't have anything different spending pattern-wise. Apparently they not. They always have the exact same mm-hmm. amount. And it's like none of them buy an extra boat. Mm-hmm. They just When they go to the store, they buy the exact same car with the same features. Yeah. They use the same amount of electricity at their homes. That, that are identical, that are right next to each other. <laughs> like, I understand that there's a company value there, and maybe when you get to the billions, that stuff doesn't matter. But at some level, you'd think that they'd spend... One guy'd spend a billion dollars more than the other guy. A you half think. billion? Yeah, you would think. I mean, they're doing... They, they separate Jim Walton and Larry Page with uh, 33.7 to $33.3 billion, So $400 million difference. Like, they're... Neither one of those guys is, I don't know, invested in something different than the other and hasn't had as good a return. There's got to be something. I understand they have the same mm. last name, but that doesn't mm. mean they have the same exact uh, wealth. I always find that interesting. Uh, Jeff Bezos uh, from, um, uh, from Amazon. Amazon. Also, uh, Washington Post, too, right? He bought the Washington Post. Was, yeah. it? Which, was it the Washington Post? It was one of those papers, big Washington papers. Uh, he's got uh, 47 bill. Uh, Larry Ellison. At 47.5, he's Oracle, Oracle right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Buffett, number two, 62 billion. Still Warren, pays his, fat piece of crap, Buffett. Yep, another two shells, by the way. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and also, we should also point out, uh, pays his uh, secretary $11 a year. Right. Um, and she pays more taxes than him. 
I'm no, by the way, none of, the, none of that's true, but that's what he says all the time, so we're going to make sure we keep it out there. And then number one, uh, no surprise, because uh, the Forbes 400 is just America, mm -hmm. so Bill Gates still tops the list at $76 billion. Dollars. $76 billion. That's a lot. I, I mean, I, I think it was in the 60s, <laughs> yeah. $60 billion range last year. Was it? So we, I, th I think he went up to like 16, 14 or $16 billion this last year. Wow. Now, Carlos Slim wow. is the guy from Mexico, who, yeah, by the way, yeah. not slim, which is really strange. Yeah, it is. You'd think if you name yourself Slim, mm -hmm. you'd, you'd, you'd stay trim. Now, some people want that. Want that name so mm. they feel. Slim. Like if, they, if someone called you Little, for example. Like they want mm. it to be. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know why, you, why you're making angry eyes at me. Um, and uh, so he, he, I think, was, he, him and uh, Buffett, battle it out for richest guy in the world, yeah. he's, but he's from Mexico, so he won't be on this list. Um, Donald Trump, uh, Jeffy got us the uh, number there for Donald Trump on the list. He's like 121. Yeah, you're just saying what I said. You didn't look it up. I did. He's right in front of me, 121. <laughs> oh, my God. What does that say? It says Donald Trump. Back off. 121? 121. Okay. All right. At, at how much? Year. At how much? No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it, it says 4.5. 4.5 billion, he claims 9. No, he claims 10. Yeah, he said 10. 10. So okay. less, yeah. And uh, they've looked at, I mean, 4.5 is actually a higher estimate uh, than what I've heard recently. I was reading an article recently that said they think it's more like 3.8, which, by the way, is a lot. That's a lot. You know? <laughs> so he's had some success in his life, there's no doubt yeah, about no it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, I would take 3 bill. Just, yeah. I'll just take 3 bill flat. I would be take okay with 1, that. and I'd be all right. Yeah. Even if enough. I don't make the list, I'm okay. With one billion dollars, so just if anybody wanted to give me a billion, you know, like like Bill Gates. I mean, he could give me a billion dollars, and he wouldn't even know that right. he was gone. Wouldn't even know it was right. gone, right? I mean, and he right. claims he wants to give it all away. So let's, let's get do started. it. Mm -hmm. Let's get started. Yeah, go for it. All up in here. Is it hard? I wonder because um, there is a, a really interesting documentary called mm -hmm. uh, Brewster's Millions, in which uh, a, a young man—that's a fascinating documentary. It is. Actually, the guy—he was down on his luck, a minor league pitcher, um, inherited thirty million dollars, um, but actually he had a chance of taking either a million dollars or to get three hundred million dollars. Right. But the but. but there were some some uh, rules to that. He had to spend the thirty million dollars within thirty days. Um, and if he did that, then he got the real inheritance of $300 million. And, the, and the, it was to teach him a lesson. Um, his, his, uh, his relative, who had passed away, wanted to teach him a lesson. of uh, you know, about, He wanted to get him sick of spending money. He wanted to, him to hate spending money because then he would learn the real value of it. Um, and so he had to go through. He could not get any assets. He couldn't like, go buy a, a $30 a million dollar home. He had to keep spending with no assets, $30 million in 30 days. And it's actually, it was very difficult for him to do that. It was. Plus, you find out during the documentary that there were a number of people who were uh, portrayed as friends that weren't. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. It was very, it's a, I'm mm -hmm. glad it wasn't me having to go through that. Yeah, no, it, it seemed like it was a very difficult thing. He eventually wound up running for mayor, uh, he, but he couldn't win the mayor because a job like that would be an asset. It was a real asset, right? controversy. So he, he actually changed his name yeah. uh, to uh, none of the above. None of the above, he did. He went uh, with that. To run. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did it as a joke, so he would just spend the money mm -hmm. on the campaign without the prospect of winning, right. yet 
he was the front runner. Right, and then one of his close friends, who uh, he thought was a friend the whole time, uh, wound up actually working for uh, one of his adversaries and brought him a receipt for returned furniture at the last minute, and he almost was not able to get the full inheritance, but then at the last minute thought about hiring somebody in so the room, cool. which is amazing right. he didn't think about that immediately because it was like $10,000. Why not just hire someone for anything for $10,000 so you get the full inheritance? But instead, he decided to just give up for no reason until that last second, and then he finally got the money. So that is a, it was an amazing documentary. Have you seen, have you seen this? Uh, not for some time. Uh, really? I, yeah, I don't remember the documentary all that well. I mean, it, well, I think I laid out. Well, we laid out the facts. I think so I think too. Pretty well. Point being that maybe that is an issue. I think if you're trying to spend seventy-six billion dollars and not waste it, mm -hmm. uh, like Montgomery <clears throat> Brewster was doing, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you, it's hard, probably hard. Because unless you dump it into like, oh, here's a billion dollars to the United Nations that you know is going to be wasted. And, of course, he would not assume it would be wasted. No, but what do you not. do with it? I mean, you've you got to build these structures. And probably at the end of the day, you're going to wind up with uh, I think know, on, behalf of, on behalf of uh, Pat Gray, and I mean, I hate to say on behalf of you, but I will. Um, Bill could help the world by giving each of us a billion dollars. Oh, we can find some good stuff to do with it. Oh, yeah. First of all, a reboot of the, of the Brewster's Million series. And we, we started off with the whole reboot, then we got sequels planned. I, do you think people are ready for that many documentaries? <laughs> oh, it's a lot of documentary, and they don't do as well as, no, as, as fictional no. tales. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Because it's one of those things that, imagine, like, the, the really good organizations that if they got a billion dollars right. what they could do with it. I mean, even things like FreedomWorks, for example. What do FreedomWorks could do with a billion dollars? Imagine what, uh, you know, some uh, charity organizations trying to fight diseases could do with a billion dollars. Um, organizations that fight for um, free markets uh, around the world mm -hmm. would be a great place to stick some of that cash. It just <coughs> cancer research. Can't, yeah, sir. <clears throat> and he is doing some of that. He, yes, he Gates, is. Uh, you know, I don't agree with him the way he's spending all of his money, but he's doing a lot of good things. And uh, he has it. spent a lot of money on some health stuff around yep. the world, too, mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's Yeah, good. but he contributes to things like zero population. He, yeah. you know, Planned Parenthood. Those are his pet projects. The, the, Some of them are. I mean, well, his, dad dad was yeah, ran, was dad, his dad ran Planned Parenthood. So, yeah, he's, he's a big believer in zero population yeah. and abortion. Again, and I don't agree with a lot of the things he does with his money. Yeah. I'm just saying some of them are actually good. I mean, some of yeah, them, I'm he, sure. he makes a lot of straight donations to, yeah. you know, thing, organizations fighting disease, for example. which uh, Common Core. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, that's I mean, what does he even do that. anymore besides run around the world and promote his crap. He doesn't do anything. He right? doesn't He doesn't do anything, he, except run the Bill Gates Foundation. He and uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is, is uh, huge to him, and, and, and that's what he does, because he's not part of Microsoft anymore. It's kind he of interesting. Still he's still a, a fairly large shareholder in the company. <laughs> still has several hundred million shares, huh. uh, but he just sold off Hundreds of millions. Oh, that's probably why he's at seventy-six billion. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Took, As a matter of fact, now took, that I think of it, took some of those profits off the table there. Yeah, because I mean, if you only yeah. got sixty billion, you better get some more cash in the bank, right? It, 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 now, none of us are at the level of even a Glenn Beck, who's got a good amount of money and has no idea probably where any of it is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> but like, what would you even do? Where would you like? You don't have a bank account with seventy-six billion in it. No, I, wouldn't, Where is I was your thinking money? about that the other day. What I, do you I forget do with why, it? But I, you can't, you only want it in a place where it's FDI ins FDIC insured. And you can't. So that if, if it's stolen, you then are reimbursed by the government because they 
guaranteed that. But that maxes money. out at two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, so you could have like a hundred and seventy thousand banks or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know what you would do with it. You How put, do you do that? You put a quarter of a million dollars in every bank in, in America. Every right? bank like, in America, in theory. But I mean, in and reality, that's not how you're doing it. You're probably mm. it's probably in hedge funds and things like that. <clears throat> I guess that yeah, you can max probably. out. But still, that's all <coughs> money that's at risk. Boy, like no you know, there's no way to. You know, you got to have a really big mattress to fit, fit that much cash under it. Yeah. Um, so there's really nowhere you can put it. I, I mean, maybe you just have you have a vault somewhere that you've bought. Uh, you know, you have some sort. But it's all got to be. Well, a lot of it is probably still in stock. You know, yep. it's in Microsoft stocks and uh, other things he invests in. And that's the thing, of course, mo a lot of it's at risk. How much cash could you actually get out of that, though? Like, could you have a know. billion yeah, dollars what, what laying you, around? What is liquid right now right. for him? I know. It'd be interesting to see. He, probably, uh, he, he has probably not thought about that in a long time. No. I mean, he's just good. You just don't even care. Right. You just have people who are doing it for yep. you and, and stuff. I mean, it's not, he's, Bill isn't going out you, and dropping a buck at the hot dog. Right. Stand. You're kind of like this, though, Jeffy. I mean, you don't really know where your money is. You don't know where. I know where most of it is. Just, just being spent to various mothers of people <laughs> that you don't know in Haiti. Um, so, uh, Dominican. Dominican as well. Sorry. Um, so, uh, but this is not just a problem of Jeffy and Bill Gates. This is also a problem, apparently, of Bill and Hillary Clinton. No doubt about that. New article in Forbes today talks about since Bill and Hillary Clinton left the White House in 2001, they have earned more than $230 million. Mm. In federal filings, the Clintons claim they are worth somewhere between 11 and $53 million. After years of disclosures on top of annual tax returns, Forbes estimates their combined net worth at $45 million. Hmm, okay. No mm -hmm. one seems to know where the rest of the money went. In 2001 to 2014, they spent $95 million on taxes. 2008 presidential run cost her $13 million. Their two homes cost about $5 million together combined. They have given away $22 million to charity. And according to FEC filings, property records, and years of tax returns, add it all up. You get $135 million. So if the Clintons made $230 million, spent $135 million, and have $45 million, they're missing $50 million. Hmm. Where did the $50 million go? Poof. It's private servers, Poof. Just, just private server farms all around America. Mm -hmm. Where did the $50 million go? Because that's... Now, look, obviously, some of that money they spent on food, and they, that's not included there. Mm -hmm. Food, travel, vacations, uh, cars, boats. You know, you could spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But $50 million, that's mm -hmm. a lot. Not houses, because those are all right. accounted for. Paying off, uh, you know, Kathleen Willey. Uh, mm. Jennifer Flowers, Monica Lewinsky. If they paid off Kathleen Willey, they didn't do a very good job. No, they didn't. She's still they speaking didn't. about <laughs> them publicly. She's a little pissed. Uh, but, you know, uh, as you've said, uh, there's 49 people uh, they've murdered. Yeah. They've murdered. Uh, so yeah, no, right. Million not, a piece. Right. I'm kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> like, what are they doing with the money? Wait a minute. Now, again, in normal circumstances, it's none of our freaking business what they're doing with their money. Mm -hmm. I don't care what yeah. they're doing with their money. If they want to spend fifty million, if he wants to spend fifty million dollars on porn, I'm f whatever. That's his. That's God his shtick. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that would be going to Jeffy probably. Um, but it, when they come out and they preach to us about income inequality, when they come out and preach to us about uh, how transparent they are and how their foundation's so wonderful, blah 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 blah. And there's a lot of stuff going on with the foundation that is the same type of issue. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested to see. Is she going to explain that at some point? No. Does that uh, get explained? No, no she's not. I think you can count on that. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I think, oh, I think maybe meet the press this weekend. Oh, okay. I good. mean, it's possible. Good. Well, we'll wait for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, hold your breath. Go ahead and hold your breath. Triple eight. Seven P-E-C-K. Jeffy, hold your breath. More patents, too, as Jeffy holds his breath. Go ahead. Just until we come back. Remember in that documentary, Jeffy, when they redesigned that room, and then they had to redesign it again and again and again, they just couldn't get it right, and they, re they redesigned it as a baseball. They had, like, a pitcher's mound inside the office. Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. We ran across uh, something kind of fun. Uh, you still, you all right? <laughs> Go ahead and breathe now, because we're we're back. It was good. It was good. What was that? Four minutes. I haven't heard you breathe that hard since you walked from one side of the room <laughs> to the other. <laughs> well, he stood up too the other day. Oh yeah, that was that. He was stood really up bad. and then he was way out of. Because that's you're putting all you're getting all right. the weight. Don't don't right. joke about standing up. You know yeah. that's difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we found something that was uh, that was kind of fun. Thought we'd share with you uh, today. Uh, the, uh, there's a new movie movie coming out uh, called Day Daylight Saving Time, <laughs> <laughs> and we have the trailer. Here it is. Hello. late check again they call it daylight savings they said it would help the farmers they didn't expect it to destroy everything else it gets dark so early now we gain an hour but we've lost light wait didn't we lose an hour no we we spring forward fall back or is it fall forward it's too confusing don't you see what's happening all the people are gonna have to change their clocks back we have to warn them. Early bird catches the worm. Tina, you have to come with me. Where are we going? We're going to a place where daylight savings doesn't exist. They call it Arizona. You can't run from this. It doesn't add up! Don't you see? Daylight savings is just an imaginary construct! It's daylight saving. It's not plural. This is tearing us all apart! No, remember, we gained an hour! What time is it? We're running out of time! You wanna buy an hour? You're not afraid of the dark, are you? Where, select the clock where's icon. Where's Sola? Oh. No, select, hold the button okay, menu. Okay, okay. Select the clock icon. Uh, where's, okay. Click the I'm clock icon. Oh, Jesus, you're back at the menu. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Really good. That is outstanding. I, I love that. Who did that? I mean, who did YouTube that? Do we know? Nacho Punch? Punch? Is, that a, uh, is that like a YouTube, YouTube channel? Yeah. YouTube channel? Yeah. Really nice. funny. Really, funny. really well done. I mean, they spent some money on that. Yeah, no kidding. That's really good. Budgets, man. Yeah. 
Wouldn't that budgets. be nice to have a what budget? What could people do with the billion budgets. dollars? Huh. I mean, huh. Budgets. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the budget for Wonderful World of Stew is, I mean, you, yeah, I, you probably can't even disclose it. I kind of meant, right? meant to talk to you about this. My budget mm -hmm. seems to be a considerably less than leakages. <laughs> uh, is it really? Yeah. You got less than to, $47 trillion? Yeah, yeah, you have $47 huh. trillion. Dollars. trillion yeah, dollars. but are you yeah. producing yeah. content? Twice a year. You know how like hard it is to spend $47 trillion? Well, I bet it is hard, but I, can I have some uh, to no. help? No. I need it. <laughs> Need it all? Because I'm not even sure it's enough. <laughs> really? Yeah, mm. yeah. You, I mean, you won't believe when you see it uh, how incredible it is. I, I, I mean, at this episode. point, I kind of do believe that. <laughs> um, I've been talked into it. Hopefully, we'll have some leakages coming up very yeah, soon. Yeah, it's possible. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Meanwhile, uh, courtesy of uh, MTV YouTube channel Brawless, so on another uh, YouTube channel, not quite as fun, I'm guessing. Um, millennial hostess Lacey Green, we have this. The Republican Party platform is staunchly against progressive policies, that's for sure, aimed at protecting women's freedoms. I will say that is not so that, for sure. That part is not as sure. Yeah, because, well, the first part as well. Republican uh, platform is staunchly against progressive policies. Is well, it, yeah, that's... Mm, the Republican that's platform? That's true. Now, there are certain conservative groups that are against that, I, w I would agree. Yeah. But the Republican one, I mean, when you have John Boehner, who's freaking heading up your party... Here's a, here's a look at uh, what Lacey has to say. Oh, I can't wait. Part one. What's up, folks? Lacey Green here. If it weren't for the fact that these are people who could actually lead our country, watching the circus that is the GOP might actually be entertaining. Instead, I think I might barf. Apparently, sexism is a viable party platform? Who knew? Almost GOP candidates quietly failed to name a single American woman worthy of being honored on the $10 bill. Attacks on Planned Parenthood took front and center. Carly Fiorina took it upon herself to promote blatant She's propaganda and lies. As Senator Elizabeth Warren pointed out, methodical and coordinated attacks against Planned Parenthood are simply one piece of a larger ongoing Republican war against women. What a dumbass. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, could you be any more stupid than that? I, I was um, oh, on a plane, geez. Pat, um, a couple weeks ago, and um, Pitch Perfect 2 mm -hmm. uh, was showing. And as I was watching it, I was thinking, our nation is doomed. Mm -hmm. uh, this. Are you saying Pitch Perfect 2 wasn't... Uh, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't... Well, because what here? Let me give you the concept of the movie here, and it's pretty. I was interesting. thinking. Uh, I've heard it compared favorably to Citizen Kane. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Hmm. Um, so the the concept is that an acapella group is going up against other acapella groups. Okay. And then they're gonna they're gonna do that like happens a battle. all the time too. That happens all. There's the time. gonna be a big battle. I saw I saw a battle in my neighborhood a couple of weeks ago. Oh, acapella was, battle. Yeah, yeah. And and I would say. Give it in the area of ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of the jokes are work, working the word acapella into other contexts. You know, that's like, funny stuff. Acapella, amazing. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no I mean, come on, over and over Aca and over acapella and amazing. over again. Anything they were doing, acapella burrito, aca pancake. Uh, 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 everything. <laughs> it was so oh, dumb. Mm. And this is that pitch perfect movie, too. You're talking about yes. That movie 
actually was much better than what she just did. No doubt about that. It's so like as Elizabeth Warren said, it's edited. Well, is it edited? It's not edited. Planned Parenthood did a Planned Parenthood ordered a uh, forensic investigation on these videos and they found no editing. No uh, change. Obviously, it's not 300 hours long. So there's editing, but there's nothing that uh, altered the video. No fake voices inserted. All of the things that were said by the Planned Parenthood people actually were said. All of the things that you saw in the video actually occurred. Mm -hmm. That's not my analysis. That's the one Planned Parenthood ordered. Well, keep in mind, this is coming from a woman with a nail in the side of her lip there on the left-hand side. Or it's actually our right-hand side, but her left. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, I thought that was a freckle. No, it's a nail. It's a, or a little, uh, you know, some kind of a stud. I, just, but again, like, when, <laughs> so no, it's a good look. Dude, it's a good look. It's a good look. I take and mine out. And she wears it well. And, I take mine out. And apparently show. there's more about the GOP hating women and pay inequality, and here it comes. I, by the way, Carly Fiorino, a woman. Exactly. Hates women. Oh, sure. That's yeah, important yeah. to note yeah, yeah. that it doesn't even, she doesn't even refer to the fact that you're talking about a woman mm-hmm. who's talking about what she believes. She's an individual female talking about what she believes, but that means that the GOP hates women. Mm-hmm. Here's more. Exactly one year ago, every single Republican senator blocked the Paycheck Fairness Act. Even though unequal pay is illegal on the books, in practice, it's still a huge problem. The results of women getting paid between 54 and 78 cents for every white man's dollar. This cost women millions over their lifetime. The bill would have combated salary secrecy and loopholes that create these pay gaps. Salary secrecy. are apparently huge fans (laughs) of those. The party has also crusaded against the Affordable Care Act, preaching the evils of equality for women. Before the act passed, women paid one billion more per year than men for identical insurance plans. With the act, for the first time mm, ever, identical. insurance is required to cover things like birth control, maternity leave, and cancer screenings for women. The mm. act was passed five years ago, and the GOP is still fighting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. sucks, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. uh, socialism. And uh, A lot of the things you just talked about complaining about the GOP mm-hmm. were passed much more than five years ago, and you're complaining about them currently. <laughs> you have not thought about what you're doing. Have she's you? really bad. She's you really should, bad. You should like read. <laughs> that would be nice. Something, you know, anything, maybe something I, uh, other than slate. Or, I would even say uh, probably uh, even slate gets you past this, right? I mean, uh, this is no. This maybe. is. It's like maybe. this is like drill a hole in your head, let your brain leak out, then start speaking. Yeah, that's how bad this is. Uh, here's part three: the oh, Republicans. Oh, We're going to hear the word Republicans. Amidst the literally thousands of anti-abortion bills that they've introduced, the party has rarely, if ever, produced an anti-rape bill. Uh, And that's probably because they're too busy telling Americans things like, rape is kind of like the weather. If it's inevitable, just sit back and enjoy it. Or if it's a legitimate rape, the female body will shut that pregnancy down. They apologize, but that doesn't mean much when it happens repeatedly for decades. Parties shockingly inhumane handling of violent sexual crimes are the reason my friends and I now call them Republicans. Now this is only the tip of the iceberg, of course, See, and the big question is, is the why? Of it, and rape why does the GOP like hate women <laughs> so, so much? <clears throat> and really, anyone who's not a rich, straight, cisgender, white, Christian man. Right-wing extremists see themselves as following a natural order. The order is supposedly ordained by a Christian God, and they take every opportunity to let us know about it. And yet, separate 
separation of church and state is kind of a thing, yo. And the government shouldn't no, be sponsoring any particular yo. religion. Nor should our leaders okay, be promoting sexism, homophobia, And yet, the separation of church and state is kind of a thing, yo. Really? What kind of a thing is it? Is it separate? It's not a constitutional thing. No, it was from a letter. Uh, that's where it, it that's was from a letter. It was referenced in a letter by <clears throat> Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just to give you a little bit more on that, your uh, majority leader, Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi, the one that you agree with on all of these points, uh, she said that uh, religion informs every single thing that she does in her life. Right. Uh, so, all, in fact, including, so. and most uh, centrally, public policy. Yeah. That's what she said. That's not yeah. what we said. That's what she said. Wow. I mean... It, See, this is Again, why. Again, just turn the nation off if this is yeah, what the future this is. this is why yeah, she's you just should a, not be able to vote until you're 35. I'm, I'm ready to go to 50. I'm not, I would not be able to vote for a while, and I'm okay with that. I, to, to be safe. Just to get her not in the voting yeah. booth? Oh yes. <laughs> because yes. that's Thank just. Thank you for making that sacrifice, too. Uh, so. Let's, let's get that done. Stupid. I, oh, my gosh. I mean, that is. something. Look wow, at a, wow. a book or. Or, or, or maybe critically think for for twenty seconds of your life Can't. about something, anything. She's incapable. Just of that. try it. It's really it's fun. I think you'd like it. I, I think a lot of people like it. She would. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she would. No, she would. Not. Yeah. There's more Pat and Stu coming up. Probably would hurt. Wow. Would probably hurt her that brain. It's unbelievable. Holy crap! That is that mm. is like. And this is what millennials are watching and lapping up. Yeah, that's right. They're Republican. Get it? Because I what, what I did there is I took rep and I changed and it to Republican. And then we don't have. Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat and Stu. Oh, welcome. Uh, you know the. Uh, I, I don't know, Rhodes Scholar? You, th- you think she's probably a Rhodes Scholar? Oh, my God. Genius? Definitely smarter than that Carly Fiorina. All she did was be the CEO cow. of a major computer company. Yeah, this chick here, uh, who brilliantly pointed out <sighs> the Republicans have passed zero anti-rape bills. Which you need. You need, you need a, lots you of need anti-rape you know, we, bills. We were doing a little research in the break. We also found out uh, the Republicans... The Republicans, <laughs> yes, that's because the Republicans yeah. have passed zero anti-murder bills oh as God. well. Really? Yeah, none. And specifically, zero anti-women murder bills. None. 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 That's amazing. They also uh, have have passed zero anti-midget bills. <laughs> really? None. 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 Okay, <laughs> let, let, let's. Can we? Do we need an anti-midget? I, no, I feel the we need. We don't need any of those. I feel the need to comment a little bit further on the on the anti-rape bill thing. All right, go ahead. Her. <laughs> okay, your point is that they've passed thousands of anti-abortion bills mm-hmm. and no anti-rape bills. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I can't figure it I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to try to help figure you. it out. Let me try to help Walker through this. Okay, and me because I'm not getting it. Rape. Is, is illegal. Illegal. Okay. Right. So okay. what are you saying? Therefore, so. you can't restrict it further because it's already <laughs> every time illegal. Uh, okay. Abortion. What, wait, wait. Is it, it is it mega Doppler illegal? It's mega Doppler illegal. It is already. Right now? I would okay. say it's number two. Is it super on the list illegal? of all the crimes you can commit? The number probably one being murder. Yeah, but there's and number no two being rape. There's no, no penalty. Y- yes, you could actually. Louisiana, um, a state mm-hmm. run by a Republican running for president, attempted to inflict the death 
penalty because you could rape, over rape. And you know who reversed it? The Supreme Court. And all the liberals voted to reverse it. They wanted the death penalty to be possible for so, rape. So, so that saying, is kind of, in a way, a rape bill, though mm -hmm. it was local, by one of the Republican presidential candidates. But I'm, I'm trying to get this. You're saying then that rape is already right. So yes, let me get back to illegal this. as it can get. It's as well, yeah, not as illegal because the Supreme Court blocked the attempt to inflict the death penalty okay. on rapists. All right. But let me give you this. All right. Rape. Mm -hmm. is illegal. Yeah. So passing additional bills to make it more illegal wouldn't do anything. <laughs> Abortion is legal. Therefore, trying to find ways to restrict that activity that you find to be distasteful would require bills to be passed. So therefore, there's no reason there will ever be an anti-rape bill because it's already illegal. There can only be pro-rape bills. That's it. There can't be any anti-rape bills from here forward unless the Supreme Court changes their mind because every other penalty is already included for rape. Now, we can make rape more illegal. We can make the penalties more uh, punish, uh, 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 severe. more severe as far as punishment goes, mm -hmm. but... They've already said the maximum thing possible was trying to be inflicted for rapists, and even that was, was turned down by the Supreme Court and the liberal side of it. How butt-stupid do you have to be not to get that? Not to understand that they haven't passed any rape anti-rape bills because it's already we're already pretty anti-rape. All always I mean, restricted. What, always. You don't get that really in your little argument. I, I just I, wow. I, She's off to a good start though because that's what that's what progressives do. They set up these little uh, false scenarios, mm -hmm. these little false premises, mm -hmm. these little uh, straw man arguments, and then you're supposed to go with it. You're, well, yeah, they have it. That's right. And all her little millennial friends are saying, what a good point there, Pumpkin. There, there are no anti-rape bills passed by the Republicans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They like rape. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. That's why we should, you know what we should call them? Republicans. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> because you know what? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, the people, um, the Republican uh, presidential Ooh. candidates um, are the ones uh, that have been accused of raping a lot. Oh, no. That was Bill Clinton. Oh, that's Multiple right. times accused oh, of, of right. raping women. That's right. And we have we have, we have an obligation to believe the rapist in that. That case. is or what the we were told the by rapee. Hillary. The the rape e, not the rapist. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to believe the victim. Mm -hmm. So obviously, Kathleen Willie is uh, getting a phone call any minute now from Hillary. Now oh, look, I get the idea that you know maybe this isn't the. She's not exactly in a think tank. I get it. She's a dope on YouTube, and maybe but the we're problem taking is, this too seriously. But it's just there's it's too so, many of these kids that this, are it, like this. It's it is idiocracy. It's yeah. this is the path to it. Yeah, it is. this woman's YouTube channel is yes. the path to the. You're putting Brondo on your crops and not understanding why they don't grow. We're in That's downtown how you get idiocracy there. right now. Yes, downtown with her. Yes. <laughs> we're we're at City Hall, idiocracy City Hall with her. God. Uh, you know, and, and here's why we're uh, trying to do something about abortion. Here's why. Uh, here's some testimony yesterday from Cecile Richards, the head of Planned Parenthood, who says she's never heard of an abortion survivor at Planned Parenthood. Ms. Richards, if a child survives an abortion attempt, should it be given nourishment and medical care? I've never heard of 
such a circumstance happening. I... Really? Yes. I mean, I so if certainly, it did happen, you would say it would well. I, I can say at Planned Parenthood, I'm aware of no instance where we don't we don't provide abortions after um, viability. So, but I certainly it's in my experience at Planned Parenthood, uh, we haven't ever had that kind of circumstance. But what? But but you would say that there would be medical care would be in order at that point? Forget about Planned Parenthood, just generally. Well, I'd say, I mean, again, I want to be responsible for Planned Parenthood and what we do there, certainly in this situation, which, again, has never occurred that I know of, of a, a, a baby born. Um, that baby should, as the mother should, get appropriate medical care from the physician now, have you and watched, would. Have you watched all the videos released by the Center for Medical Progress? I haven't watched the multi-hour um, edited videos, but I have read all of the written transcripts. Hey, she hasn't read, she hasn't watched, watched them. them. Oh she God. has not watched oh them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. The, I, Multi-hour edited. No, the multi-hour ones were the ones that weren't edited. They yeah. had entire videos they released with well, all of the Well, I mean, footage. edited in that all 300 hours were not included. I mean, Yeah, but, but they, such... they did release the full videos. Yes, though. they have. Now, they yeah, haven't they released have. all 300 hours of footage yet, so there's so some that hasn't been released yet. to say that... But what they did was they released 10 or 11-minute videos Jeez. that got you the entire storyline, and then after that released... The entire video. So if you felt like things were taken out of context, you could go look at the entire thing right. and see the context. Right. Uh, they would be being completely above board on that. Yeah. They've been totally exonerated of any wrongdoing. They haven't, they haven't done anything wrong. They didn't change. See, it's only a problem if you take things out of context or if you edit something. It's only a problem if you edit them to make them look like they said something they didn't. Right. Like that's it, the only time it's a problem. There's no there's nothing wrong with Sports Center highlights of an NFL game. No. If you were to edit the highlights to make it look like the team that lost won, then there then would be a problem. a problem. But yeah. when you just show here's some things that happened during the game and give you the general idea of it's what bizarre. happened, that's what you do. And then you release the entire footage of the game. There's no one that can question you. They're they're doing right. this as a tactic. This is them saying, "Hey, well they've been edited, they've been doctored." Um, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. They, they just are saying it because they know there's no way to really prove a negative, really. Right. There's no way they could say, well, no, we didn't do that. I mean, I mean, because the people who are agreeing with them are never going to look into it. Well, the first tactic they tried here was, oh, this is a well-funded uh, yeah. uh, the GOP Koch brothers uh, trick. Really well funded, $120,000 over a two and a half year period of time. That's the money they had for this. $120,000. Planned Parenthood gets $500 million just from taxpayers. And that's only a third of their income, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they still yeah, get. It's $1.5 billion mm -hmm. altogether. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's despicable, but it works. It works for them. That's why they keep doing the edited, doctored, edited, doctor, doctor, edited. Uh, do, we have uh, a, do we have time for one more clip before we go to break? All right, one more clip. But uh, this is, uh, again, this is talking about women's health versus politics. Mm -hmm. Which is more important to you, Ms. Richards, um, actually providing women's health care services or lobbying? Well, I think these two things go hand in hand. And certainly what we have learned over the years uh, that is that in order to be able to provide health care services to women, 
you have to also be able to advocate, particularly for women who are underserved. So I think the two things actually go hand in hand. Fair enough. You spent $21 million on lobbying in the last couple of years. You spent $0 on mammograms. Why is that? Well, I think I, we've discussed mammograms repeatedly and how women's health care works. So when I go to my doctor, I get a breast do a exam. referral, I get that. Why don't you do them? We refer to mam. Why don't you do them? Well, we're not a radiological clinic, and I actually don't think that's an... Un Why not? You have, that's a woman's service. Well, I guess we could take it up, but we never have provided mammograms because we work in concert hmm. with folks yeah, who do provide radiological she has services. Said in the past they do. Hmm. She has said in the past they do provide mammograms, which they do not do. Hmm. Uh, out of the 700... Well, when? when what, what, what year, though? Like, what, oh, I mean, it was... 1885, <laughs> 1311. What year was it? It certainly wasn't February 21st. 2011, right? It actually was, yeah. It actually was. <laughs> mm -hmm. If this bill ever becomes law, millions of women, this is, of course, saying they wanted to defund it in 2011. If the bill ever becomes law, millions of women in this country are going to lose their health care access, not to abortion services, to basic family planning. You know, mammograms. Uh, no. Mm. Yeah, 2012, they the issued a press release that said Planned Parenthood helps women nationwide get access to mammograms. Get access. You get notice access. how they phrase that? Yes. Get, get access. Because we tell them where to get it. <laughs> Nobody else could tell you where to get a, a mammogram, only Planned Parenthood. Uh, worst people wow. on Earth. It's that's despicable. Because they're, they're, they're killing 55 million people. Yeah. So that's, uh, I'm gonna, that's I'm pretty put bad. That worst worst people bad. on Earth. That's more than, we've, we've been than the Nazis. Of, we've killed. been critical of other people who have killed uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, people in the eight Pot. digits. Yeah, Pol Pot. Seven, eight uh, digits. Yeah. We usually are pretty critical of those people. <laughs> um, and in this case, I'm going to continue that criticism. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be consistent on that All one. Right, if you're going to be a bastard about it, whatever. I mean, I can't think of anyone else who's killed 55 million people. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, I know. Why don't you try? I can, well, I, I guess Mao. Mao gave okay, you maybe yes. 60 for Mao. Maybe. So, oh, so maybe. there is. So we got, a couple, we got a couple years <laughs> until we catch up to Mao on the death list. So. More patents do coming up. Wow, you are a bastard. Well, she does look like Ann Richards, though. She's Ann Richards. She's quite daughter. lovely. She looks like her. She's a beautiful woman. I'm sure she is. Welcome back to the Patents Do Show. That's this one. We've been a little fired up today, and I want to make this last. I want to bring us down a mm. little bit. All right. This is like sort of like the encore where we end on a slow song. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Pat's going to sing for us now. Pat. You are the wind beneath <laughs> my wings. Thank you. I'm here all day. That was beautiful. Thank you. It's really nice. Thank you. Uh, NFL is uh, having a minor issue with the deflate gate thing and that the appeal might happen during the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not going to, though. We, Come on. We act as if the court system runs separately <laughs> from mm -hmm. this. They are all, it, there's a reason why it was done before the season started, and there's mm -hmm. a reason why the appeal will happen after the season ends, mm -hmm. because they actually do kowtow to these teams and players. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just true. Um, <laughs> yes. like we all know that it's true. There was absolutely no way a, a, a labor dispute like the one that Tom Brady had with a collective bargaining agreement uh, already in place would have been fast-tracked so quickly that they got that done before the season with any other business. Every other business, that would have taken eight months before mm -hmm. they actually heard that hearing. Instead, it was like, ah, oh, Tom Brady, does, oh, he needs to play. Get him out there. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, um, yes. Which, I, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm, you know, he's... Uh, 
he's out there. He's playing. I don't really. He's playing really well. Uh, I mean, he I, he's on he's he's on like a mission to prove a point. Yeah, oh my god! And it's it's actually really and fun to watch. It is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Brady guy per se. Me neither. I'll, I don't dislike Brady. I, yeah, I, I don't either. I, they've been in. Th- I, uh, I don't know if you know this. I go to uh, probably should. He's a cheater. We probably should dislike. I know. Whoa, I don't know. Whoa, whoa. It's, I, for some reason, like he's just. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's a bad guy. I just, you know, it's just there. There's a culture there that they uh, cheat a lot and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I was rooting for them in the Super Bowl even after I knew they cheated. Cheating has made him a lot of money. Got him a really hot wife, a uh, pretty nice life, a uh, really big house in on both coasts, and uh, yeah, it's done as, pretty well for him. As many people have pointed out, of course. Uh, well, forget it. What? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, nah, that's right. No, come on. Uh, so that might happen during the Super Bowl. Uh, also, okay. 730 uh, penalties uh, in three weeks for the NFL. Too many. Is that too many? Too many. How many I will say, it, you how many is it usually? Usually One. There's usually one penalty for three weeks. <laughs> really? Because yeah. it seemed like more than that really? to me. Yeah. Well, you yeah. don't have the stats. I do. All right. Um, no, our previous <laughs> record right. was uh, 716. Okay. Uh, so they've added and the, the biggest record of all time. average is? One. One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the average That's is, but more. it's up quite a 730 bit. 730 is definitely more than I more. think uh, we can find that it's going to be above average, considering it beat the record. Why are they doing that? Uh, do we know? Uh, the, one of the theories is that uh, the collective bargaining agreement, which was ignored completely in the Brady case, um, is so uh, restrictive on their mm-hmm. practice time yeah. that these guys get out there and they're just out of sync to start the season and, uh, oh, okay. you know, that's, that's why a lot of these penalties are false Good start theory. penalties and stupid things like that. I saw a play the other night. Was it, uh, I don't know, Sunday or Monday, Monday Night Football? I forget what game it was. There was a pass over the middle to a wide receiver. He made the catch. And then he got drilled mm-hmm. by the defensive back. And it wasn't head-to-head contact. He wasn't targeting. He just hit him right here mm-hmm. with his forearm. And, I mean, he just drilled him. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that part. And they said it was a penalty. Green Bay game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a Green Bay yeah, game. Yeah. They, gave him, they gave the Packers a penalty. What? Because they didn't give the receiver a chance to. Yeah, it's a defenseless receiver. Thing. Defenseless receiver. What? He caught the ball. He's going this way, and you're, you, ta- you can't even tackle him anymore? You can't. I, I think you can't thrust yourself. You can't into, uh, tackle them now? The, the same thing happened in the... Uh, in the, the hell, it's football! You can't tackle them. You just have to it's give them an opportunity. Football. An opportunity to what? Score? Yeah, you have to okay, let me... You go ahead. You the, can tackle I'm them in the end you, zone, though. In the end zone. Uh, you can? Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, same thing happened in the Eagles game. Uh, Darren Sproles unreal. got tackled, and the guy tackled him normally, and they kind of threw him this way. Yeah. All the penalty. I uh, have a penalty on the guy. It's really ridiculous. ridiculous.